Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Well, hello, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm your host, and I'm an expert consultant working with senior leaders to transform retail businesses and operations. I'm recognized as one of the most influential voices in retail, as a LinkedIn top voice, and one of Rethink Retail's top retail influencers in the world. I'm here to help you successfully navigate transformation and the ever-evolving world of retail. So thank you for tuning in. This one is episode 266, number 266. Modern retail organizations are complex with lots of different functions, different people, different goals, different ways of working, and different cultures. Conflict is assured, whether that's conscious or even subconscious conflict. And then when you take these complex organizations and you start to think and talk and act to change the status quo, and when these changes themselves are increasingly complex because the quick wins have been taken, the low-hanging fruit has been eaten, and now we've got these technically complicated, maybe with multiple different work streams and different functions, lots of moving parts, heavily influencing on or influenced by the external environment. And we're starting to think about changing all of those different functions, people, goals, ways of working, cultures. Really, it's very natural that the overall complexity scales up and multiplies enormously. And given this enormous complexity, It's therefore easy for an organization that is undergoing change and transformation to find itself becoming disjointed. Functions and teams pull in different directions. The company becomes confused, inefficient, and ultimately fails to achieve the objectives of perhaps the change and the transformation, but more importantly, the broader company objectives as well. The business is misaligned. And this misalignment is visible internally and externally. Consumers or customers can see and feel misalignment when they're shopping with you. And maybe this misalignment appears as a different approach to promotions between channels or difficulty in making omni-channel returns. Maybe they see misalignment when experience between different parts of the organization varies hugely, whether that's different stores, different formats, different propositions, even when speaking to different colleagues. Consumers feel and see this misalignment when different parts of the organization are focusing on different aspects, for example, between marketing and store ops, or between customer service in-store versus in a call center. Meanwhile, misalignment is also experienced internally. The organization and everyone in it sees and feels misalignment throughout the day, every day, in meetings, in conversations, through gossip, in just trying to get things done. Misalignment makes it hard 
frustrating and confusing. It wastes time and energy. It creates negative emotions. And it ultimately detracts from the true value in what any given individual is really trying to do. But you know all this already, right? You know that misalignment is a bad thing. And conversely, that alignment, therefore, is a good thing. Because we know alignment creates a consistent purpose, improves teamwork and collaboration, communication is understood and makes sense. You'll make better decisions as an organisation and as individuals. It minimises duplication or eliminates conflicting work. And ultimately, it helps the company stay true to the broader North Star and the company values. Now, last week in episode 265, when I was joined by Nikki Baird from Aptos and Baines Bala Parameshwaran, we were talking about alignment being one of the key opportunities to be able to achieve true unified commerce. So we know that alignment is important, but unfortunately, we can't just wish for alignment. It isn't one of those elements that we can just say we'd like it and it happens. It's a struggle. And alignment is a topic that features heavily in my upcoming book, Driving Retail Transformation, which is out on the 5th of March, 2024. Now, this is a book that helps you understand how to navigate disruption and change. And it aims to give you the strategies and techniques to lead your organization through this journey of transformation, given all of the uncertainty that exists around us. And inside, you're going to find specific tools and techniques to help you to create alignment. Alignment between people and teams, as well as alignment between the transformation and the strategy and the broader company purpose or North Star. I'm so looking forward to being able to share the full book, Driving Retail Transformation, with you when it is out, like I say, 5th of March, 2024. It's available to pre-order right now. And you can find out more at drivingretailtransformation.com. Inside the book, we lean into the metaphor of driving a vehicle on a journey as an analogy for a broader transformation. And I'd like to stay within this metaphor for a moment. So imagine with me, you're going on a car journey to somewhere that you've never been before. And you're going to be going alongside a colleague who is themselves driving in their own vehicle, but without the convenience of precise instructions that a sat-nav would give you, you decide on the route and you decide you're going to drive in a motorcade with one of you following the other for the journey. So what happens when you set off and you start to drive down the roads? Lots of things could happen. Other vehicles could cut in between you, separating you. Traffic lights turn red, or perhaps junctions mean that ultimately the two cars get separated. Then what happens when you're separated is that one car turns off and the other continues on. You set off in unintentionally different directions. And that, by the way, is all assuming that you have agreed on the end destination in the very first place, right? So we have to ensure we're aligned when we set off. We have to ensure we're aligned on the different directions we're going to take. And of course, throughout the journey, 
we stay aligned as well. Imagine how much easier it's going to be, for example, to stay aligned if you were on a live phone call between the two cars and you could communicate with each other. This little imaginary story of this car journey shows us that misalignment happens naturally. And instead, we must take intentional action to get aligned and to stay aligned. But what gets in the way of this alignment? Well, first and foremost, the big elephant in the room here has got to be functional silos. These invisible silos exist in every organization to some level. They create lots of different barriers for this alignment. Most notably, a lack of communication, or it creates difficulty in communicating effectively, whether that be through different locations, different time zones, different languages, or even use of different corporate lingo. These silos present different objectives and different business goals, meaning that it's natural for two different teams or two different parts of the organization to want to pull in different directions because their meaning of success, their definition of success does not match. These functional silos will have their own individual culture, which may mesh or it may conflict with other silos. On top of this, you have different individuals. And of course, different individuals have their own different personal opinions about the direction, about the best action to take in any given moment, about what is right. They have different personal opinions about what is success as well. And so we get this people-based conflict, conscious or subconscious. And that may be through these different personal opinions or even disagreements. And it may also be triggered by history and experience. Another element that gets in the way of creating great alignment is a lack of vision across the company about what this transformation is, or a lack of awareness or lack of understanding of that vision. And this can then result in many other impacts, such as there not being clear priorities, or even there are different opinions about what this particular vision means. And all of this creates organizational confusion. And then when you couple this with the recent drive towards agility and flexibility, that means that the direction at both the macro level and the micro level is continually changing. And therefore, with each of these small micro changes, there is the opportunity for the organization to become misaligned or even more misaligned. And then hybrid and remote working arguably can exacerbate that situation. Teams are not in the same place at the same time. You'd miss out on those smaller corridor conversations that can help connect the dots or even those coffee catch-ups, right? But hybrid and remote working can also present opportunities to overcome this in ways that we've never really experienced before, through effective online workshops, simplified accessibility for different individuals, and even tools such as instant chat can help to become more aligned as an organization. And so with this thought, what is it that you can do about alignment? How can you create more alignment in your organization? Well, I've got six things that I want to touch on right now, and it all starts with leadership. 
So as a leader, how do you recognize misalignment and how do you decide to act? It's crucially important to notice misalignment, to observe it, and to recognize where it is a particular issue. Ultimately, I believe that nobody wants to admit to being misaligned. Individually, we all know that being misaligned is a bad thing. So a simple question of, are you aligned, is always going to create the answer of, oh yes, of course we're aligned. So how are you going to really recognize the symptoms of misalignment? And how are you going to know to challenge and understand whether that is just a bit of confusion, whether that is a simple miscommunication, or whether there is something more critical at play here. One of the great management thinkers of our time, Peter Drucker, said, the task of leadership is to create an alignment of strengths in ways that make a system's weaknesses irrelevant. So as a leader, how are you going to create an alignment of strengths as well? And following on from that, how can you demonstrate and live the suitable behaviours about this alignment, about effective collaboration and communication. The second element that it's important to touch on is around the vision for the transformation. You want to have a clear destination. What is that goal that you are going after? What is the direction of travel that you want the organisation to take with regards to the transformation and with regards to the broader strategy as well? And importantly, what is the clear reason for that vision, for that destination? Why are you going there? Why are you taking that particular direction? And by clarifying the intent and the justification for that, it's naturally going to get people more on board and it's going to ensure that people are more aligned about the bigger vision, the bigger direction for the transformation and the organization. And it's going to help different teams to pull in the same direction and not head off at different vectors. The third element around creating alignment is to provoke discussion, to highlight where this alignment is needed. As we were saying earlier, no one is going to admit to being misaligned. So consider what it is that you can do to provoke some of those discussions. Often misalignment can occur from different people and different teams making and using different assumptions. But if we're not communicating and agreeing those assumptions, then it's likely they're going to be different. So we need to be intentional with how you can create opportunities to discuss the details of the transformation and in turn surface any differences in opinions or differences in assumptions. And that means you can have a meaningful discussion about what's right. What makes sense? Where are there questions that need to be answered? And so think about how you can provoke these meaningful discussions in a fair and transparent way. The fourth element is around clarity over prioritization. If an organization has a clear strategy and a clear goal, that's fantastic. And that can help everyone to drive in the same direction. But in these instances, any given strategy can often be fulfilled in lots of different ways. There can be many different transformation initiatives that head towards that broader company strategy. And unfortunately, the world that we live in means that we don't have infinite resources, infinite people, 
infinite time, infinite money, you get it. So we have to make a choice. We have to make a prioritization about which aspects and which initiatives we're going to do first and which we're going to park for later, or which we're not going to do at all. There is a decision made about, or there should be, I should say, there should be a decision made about which initiatives we want to pursue first. And it's therefore critical to be able to communicate that decision, that prioritization with the reasoning and with the desired action so that everyone understands what the prioritization is and what it means for them. But another aspect about prioritization that's really crucial to recognize is that we do live in a volatile world. Things are changing all of the time, both within the organization and outside of the organization as well. And this means that things naturally need to be reprioritized almost continually. And when this reprioritization happens, we need to recommunicate that. We need to share the reasoning. We need to share the desired action. So if a particular initiative was prioritized and then it's going to be deprioritized or postponed, that needs to be shared with the relevant parts of the organization, along with what that means for them. What should they be working on instead? Because if this communication isn't clear or it's not understood, then that now deprioritized initiative is going to continue on. And that means resources continue to be split. It may pull the organization in different directions. Ultimately, misalignment is happening. The fifth element to help foster great alignment within the organization is to create opportunities for collaboration. Now, we all know collaboration is a great thing, but often, like alignment itself, you can't just say it and it's naturally going to happen. The inherent nature of siloed organizations, actually, is that collaboration rarely happens by itself. But oddly, you can't force it either. Collaboration must be enabled and encouraged. And to do this, as leaders, we must create the opportunities for collaboration. You can take the proverbial horse to the water, but you cannot make it drink. So think about what those opportunities for collaboration are and think about opportunities in the short term, such as workshops or meetings, as well as in the long term with ideas such as helping different teams or individuals to understand and experience different parts of the organization. There are loads of different ideas here and, of course, loads of bespoke ideas to your unique situation. But really, consider how you can create these fantastic opportunities for collaboration. And then the sixth and final element to create this alignment, we've touched on it already, is about improving communication. And really improving communication touches all of these other five elements that we've already spoken about, around leadership, around clarifying the vision, around provoking discussion to highlight differences, around prioritization and around collaboration. So think about how you can frequently communicate. How can you consider cross-organizational spotlights on a particular function or a particular initiative? How can you enable communication tools to get people talking, literally, metaphorically, get people working together through 
video conferencing, through messaging tools, through file sharing, through live editing, collaborative co-creation, online workshops. There are loads of different opportunities here to improve communication. And again, think about this at a macro level, a sort of corporate communication level, as well as a micro level for communication between individuals and between teams. We know that alignment is a good thing, but actually it's more than that. It is the invisible, silent powerhouse in this vehicle of change. Alignment enables smooth running. It enables efficient ways of working. It enables clarity and purpose for every gear and cog and moving part of the organization. In a car, we can feel when the engine is not running smoothly and it's chugging and vibrating. We can feel when the gears are not meshing nicely. We can feel when the wheels are wanting to veer you off to one side and the steering wheel is wanting to keep you straight. And we also know that when we feel this misalignment, when we feel and experience these issues, we know they're not just going to fix themselves automatically. We have to take action. We have to be intentional. We have to get the vehicle fixed, right? Whether we do this ourselves or whether we get expert help from a mechanic or engineer, ultimately, it's about making a change to get that alignment back in place. And recognizing that because alignment has been fixed once, it doesn't mean this can never happen again. It doesn't mean that an entirely different type of misalignment may suddenly come up. And it's exactly the same for a transformation. Creating alignment is a critical factor for a successful change and transformation. And it's an element that we need to be continually aware of and regularly taking intentional action to ensure that we stay aligned. If alignment is causing you challenges, then reach out and let's have a conversation about your unique situation and how you could go ahead and create organizational alignment towards the broader company strategy or between different teams in your transformation. On the show notes page today, you can find my contact details or you can book a meeting and we can dive into the details. You'll find the show notes at obandco.uk slash 266. That's obandco.uk slash 266. Now on the show notes page, you're also going to find some other great opportunities. Firstly, the retail transformation briefing, which is my weekly email newsletter to help you stay aligned to the ever evolving world of retail with key headlines from around the world, as well as the trends as they happen, plus practical transformation tips and techniques, you'll be on the path to transform better. You can sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing for free at obandco.uk slash 266. Also on those show notes, you'll find some additional episodes to check out next. There are loads of great episodes in the podcast archives. I always try and keep them timeless for you so you can go back and revisit them. And I've pulled out a few great episodes for you to check out there. So head on over to www.obandco.uk 266 
and I'll look forward to joining you in another episode of the Retail Transformation Show very, very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Oh, 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 o